Welcome back to The Cooling Rack, a podcast about the great Canadian baking show where we don't glaze over any of the bakes and there are absolutely no soggy bottoms allowed. My name is James. And I'm Michael. And James, you got through it. I forget. I, I almost, I was like, do we say absolutely or certainly? I don't know why I tripped up on that one. Hard to say, you know, it's, it's, it's been... Well, I, I think that this has been a super fun season of baking show, but the time in which this season has occurred has certainly been a weird one, and it's been a bit draining for for not only us, but I think for everyone. So it's okay if there's a little brain fog around our slogan. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, anyways, it's the finale week. It's, you know, the moment we've all been waiting for uh, the very last week um, just to see who came out on top and who won. And we'll get there, but I think it was a very nice and warm week uh, to round off the season of GCBS. Yes, absolutely. I think it was really terrific. Uh, like, yeah, warm and kind and kind of fuzzy feeling. But as far as a competition goes, I thought that this was like such a difficult week. It was like they really were like, oh, so you want to win this competition? Well, you've got to deal with every single one of these things that like there were no like no punches were pulled. This was all very, very difficult, very temperamental final bakes here. Definitely. They didn't hold back um, this week at all. In fact, I feel like this week they were like, oh, y'all wanted a twist. No, like, you know, they were kind of <laughs> like, oh, you thought this was easy. You thought you'd get off easy. Excuse me. They like really threw everything including the kitchen sink at them this weekend. I think everyone did well, regardless of the outcome. Uh, so it was definitely a lot of fun to watch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. So let's get into it. For the signature this week, they had to make an ice cream bomb cake. Michael, what do you think of an ice cream bomb cake? Bomba. Um Yeah. <laughs> Mario Babombs. <laughs> That's just for you, James. Um, Thank you. I thought, like, literally when this started, I because, oh, sorry, I do want to start with one quick note that um, the opening of this episode I thought was really, really terrific uh, in terms of how it didn't show anything from the finale. It was all like, Ooh, like these people are left, but it didn't show you anything. It didn't show you any disasters. It didn't show you any triumphs. It was literally like, we're going to find out. And I thought that that was great because then when it came to the ice cream bomb, right, it's not like I'd seen a pre-melted bomb in my mind. I was like, oh my <laughs> God, are we going to have another like ice cream, like baked Alaska disaster? Um, not that I want that, but you know, it kind of let the suspense build. As soon as I hear anything about the bakers are going to be doing something with ice cream, I'm immediately like, well, one of these is going to have like some drippage. Oh, definitely. And like, oh my goodness, what a, what a wild thing to have to do um, during you know, a very, well, it's not a too short amount of time, but the amount of machinery that they had to pull out to accomplish this, you know, is quite different. Um, and so you're right, you know, um, I'm glad we didn't get anything spoiled because um, it was really interesting to, to sort of watch them come along. Yeah, um, yeah. Personally, anytime I hear about ice cream, I just am reminded of like 
my birthdays from maybe or not my birthdays, but like birthday parties from the age of I'm going to say eight to 12 always had a Baskin Robbins ice cream cake. Yes, 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 yes. And you there know, was, you know what, James? Yeah. My what? birthday last summer, I had a Baskin Robbins ice cream cake, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I and I always distinctly remember, like I don't know what it was. It could have just been like you know boys and the time. Um, everyone wanted a Blue Jays Baskin Robbins ice cream cake. Ooh, work. It was work. always a Blue Jay logo on top, and then yeah. like a little bit of like blue sprinkles on the inside. What was I now the want an ice cream cake. It was like, you know, it was like, it was like vanilla and chocolate. Like it was like very oh. basic. See, I got basic a stuff. mint chocolate chip and chocolate mm. fudge ice cream mm. cake. And Baskin Robbins mint chocolate chip is like the epitome of mint chocolate mm. chip ice cream. Um, and you know what? There's still actually a slice of it in my parents' deep freezer in their basement. <laughs> oh. So just sit, sit there waiting, you know, when, when I can go, I'll I'll have it. But uh, until then, it'll just stay there. But yeah, it was it was um, it was nice. It was unexpected, too. I, I'd like I had not requested it, but it was a delightful surprise. That is so, so funny. Um, anyways, uh, first yeah, off, we had Mahati. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, first off, we had Mahati with her pineapple bomb cake. What do you think, Michael? So, you know, as I said, anything that involves ice cream, I kind of, although, so when they filmed this season, normally they're kind of in the heat of summer. They're like, you know, June, July or like May, May, June or, mm -hmm. or stuff like that. And I believe that this was more of an August, September or maybe like an August, September to early October, you know, kind of a filming. So I was thinking, oh, maybe it won't be quite as hot. Maybe nobody mm -hmm. will have any issues. It's not going to be like, you know. 35 and there's like you know a, a 8,000 BTU air conditioner for the entire tent or something um Preach. and you know there were there were still issues although it sounds like the issues with Mahathis was that they um she hadn't churned her ice cream enough and that's what led it to not kind of hold its form like she didn't seem to think it was a freezing thing and neither did the judges so I guess that was kind of surprising to me yeah, but I suppose also with the way I guess the ice cream makers work, if it hasn't been churned long enough, it's probably also not cold enough, right? I, I feel like those two things go hand in hand, don't they? Yeah, I guess. In ice cream yeah. makers. I'm basic. I have never made my own ice cream. I don't think that I would consider that basic, James. I would say that probably 99% of all people have never made their own ice cream. Really? I feel like that's like a good pastime. I, okay, let me just put it this way. I have never lived in an apartment big enough. Where I could buy an ice cream yes, maker and yes. be able to store it somewhere. So yeah. I feel like maybe people with houses, like that's just something you do, you know, yeah. for three months. That one summer, you thought you would make your own ice cream, yeah. <laughs> for example. I just walked yeah. to Hollywood Gelato and Side, and that's good enough for me. Um, but yeah, I, I think that... Um, so hers was kind of, you know, sunk and, and melted. I did really love the sugar leaves that she had created. And Kyla kind of commented on how she even got that little bit of brown on the outside of the leaves. Like that really had a nice texture. I thought the piping that she did around it looked great. The judges really liked the ice cream, but they did want some more rum in the cake. But um, I feel like if she had had her ice cream hold, this would have been like, terrific 
A hundred percent. Because like the color of the piping on the outside, it was beautiful. Um, I totally agree with you. I think like maybe of all of them, um, it was the most like fun to look at. Like it just felt yeah. so vibrant. And yeah, if, if it had held its shape a bit more, um, probably could have even been close to the top, like if not number one for this challenge anyways. Yeah, um, and I think based on my favorite, like of of these three and what I would want to eat, I would also put hers at the top of the pile based on the critiques too, right? Like, you know, because of Rafa Cats being too sweet, I think I would want to try Mahathis more, so... I think that makes sense. Um, I found just just really interesting. Like, I was like, did everyone learn how to do sugar work and isomalt like before they joined this year? I feel like everyone can whip that out of their back pocket now before you go on GCBS. That's probably like, yeah standard now. <laughs> it's table stakes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. If you're not do, <laughs> if you're not doing sugar work, are you doing baking? Mm-hmm. That is so true. <laughs> <laughs> We're kidding. Um, yeah, go ahead. All right. Next up, we had Rafa Cat with her ice cream sundae bomb. It was kind of melty as well. Like uh, it was. It was weird. It was melty in a different way because Mahathis was like losing its shape and kind of like you know um, ballooning outwards, whereas um, Rafa Cat's just it. It looked. It was holding its shape, but it looked like if you touched it, it was. It, could like burst almost pop. yeah <laughs> yes. exactly um and i i didn't love the chocolate decoration on top i know that she was going for ice cream sundae but i just kind of felt that especially for rafa cat it didn't look as gripping and i know it's not the showstopper but it didn't have that same wow factor in at least its look um but the swiss roll underneath was very pretty um yeah what did you think yeah, you know, I actually never thought about um, comparing it to the way I suppose it was supposed to look. But you're right. It, like, I think almost like the colors made it a little, maybe just like a little off. So it kind of looked more like a decoration of an ice cream bomb versus like it's supposed to look like an ice cream sundae in a way. Like, I get what they were going for, but I, I can see your point there. Um, for me, my favorite part, you named it, was just the Swiss roll. Like, it just looks so yummy and i love swiss roll and, and the layers of the chocolate cake just looks so good um but they did say her cherry ice cream was a little too sweet unfortunately and i can i can kind of um picture what that would be i'm thinking of like a jar of like maraschino cherries and sometimes you'll just like have a spoonful of like that oh, that so like good. super sweet cherry juice and it's like delicious but then imagine if somebody gave you all of that as ice cream you know true that's true. what i'm picturing so a uh, quick um, uh, dessert tip. If you ever just take like mascarpone and just whip it up and then put a bit of like heavy cream in it and just put like three or four like real maraschino cherries in it, it's delicious Ooh. and it's quick and it's easy. Yum. Yum. That Summer treats. Summer <laughs> treat. Yeah. Love it. Uh, anything else to say about Rafa Cats? Nope. That's it. All right. So. A la prochaine, we had Tanner with his sophisticated bomb. 
She's a sophisticated bomb. She's sophisticated. Yeah. She's from the Upper East Side. She bougie. This bomb is bougie. Yeah. We should imagine. Oh, I would have made one called Bougie Bomb. Bougie. <laughs> oh, this is Bougie Bomb. Yeah. 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 I would have too. Yeah, that exactly. would have been good. That would have been good. Uh, and I would have put some gold flakes on it and all. You know, it'd be like, you know, mint chocolate chip, but gold flakes on it. You know, yeah, because she's like that. Yeah, yeah, she's you know, like that. If I had to guess, that was probably the initial name that Tanner came up with for this. She was like, "Oh, I'm gonna call it Bougie Bomb," and then <laughs> Tanner was like, "Oh, fine, sophisticated bomb, right?" Like, which I guess doesn't really tell me that much about it like if i if let's put it this way you're at a restaurant you're looking at at the menu for dessert right and you see something that says pineapple ice cream bomb ice cream sundae um bomb and sophisticated bomb Mm. like you know it doesn't tell me a lot i i get that it does actually describe what is in it when you know what is in it which i also don't even know if i would love what's in it Keep on going. <laughs> so there was um, goat cheese and um, like a balsamic glaze and strawberries. Um, yeah. I believe to to kind of do that. So it's like a goat cheese based ice cream. And like, I don't mind goat cheese, but, you know, uh, and I can see how it would work with the balsamic glaze. Like, I totally know all of those things. It's just, to me, it doesn't say ice cream bomb, you know? Yeah, I, I totally get where you're going with that. Cause, but I, I also then understand why it's, like, sophisticated. Because it's, like, yeah. um, it's like adult ice cream, I guess. Though, as an adult, I'm like, give me double chocolate. Um, <laughs> I would be curious to taste it, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think as Bruno said, I think goat cheese, it can be a bit briny. Heavy. Yeah. Like it, it's just like, it's, um, it hits your palate and it hits your sinuses pretty hard. So I think there'd be only so much of it you could eat. Let me put it that way. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would be one of those things where I would be, you know, if, if this wasn't a bomb and it was just an ice cream, like, you know, in a store, I'd be like can I have a taster spoon of that? And then I would be yeah. like, oh, wow, what an interesting flavor. I will not order it, but <laughs> that tasted great, you know? Because you can tell when something is going to be too much to just, like, consume a whole thing of, so. Yeah, 100%. It could be a bit heavy. But um, what I did really enjoy about this one was the chocolate work and the pistachios on top, like the shavings. Those looked really pretty. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that decoration was quite nice. That really did elevate it into the realm of sophistication. Yes, exactly. You know, you put a little chocolate crown on top and suddenly we're sophisticated. Suddenly you're Sasha Velour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking it looks like her crown. <laughs> no, I, I agree 100%. Um, and they said it was a little naked on the sides, which I understand. Because it was yeah. kind of like that pinkish sort of color. Which yeah. and, and so like I can tell like if you don't have something on the side, it's like, oh, that's a lot of... Um, a lot of pink any final thoughts on on tanner's uh ice cream bomb nope all right so that was it for the signature and up next let's talk about that technical let's get technical technical how have we never have i never done that before if um we should edit that like because i think if it's like a three seconds or whatever it doesn't count for copyright 
Um, that should be the jingle we always have right before the technical. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then, like, I know it's I, physical, but anyway. But so, do I use <laughs> the Olivia Newton-John version, or do I use me saying "Let's get technical"? <laughs> yeah, I I think you still have to use the Olivia Newton-John version and Even just like pretend physical? she says technical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd be yeah, kind of that's interesting. That's fine. Yeah, we we get it. We know what we're saying. Or you could use the Olivia Newton-John version, but instead of every time she says physical, just go technical. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get technical. 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 <laughs> yeah, with the, with the background music. I want to get technical. Let's get into technical. <laughs> I think that'd be funny. I think that'd be hilarious to listen to. That sounds um, good. Okay. Me. Well, hey, next season, because a season five is confirmed, so it's going to be there. Yeah. Five, six, seven, eight. A 9, 10, 11, 12. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no and beats. Uh, oh, great. Uh, so for the technical, they had to bake a Saint Honoré this week, a Saint E.H., as those of us who can't speak French would like to call it. I was going to say that that me. sounds like a Saint Hubert. If I heard Saint E.H., you know, I would pick it Saint Hubert. <laughs> Man, I remember like when I was young, there was like just one. I think there was just there were, there were very few in Toronto, but there was one right off the DVP. Mm-hmm. And I remember going there once and just being so confused. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know anyone who's like Franco, like who's Quebecois, probably like, you know, kill us for saying this but like just because when i was young and i was ignorant i thought my parents like took me to like a knockoff swiss chalet <laughs> i you know what i mean and i was like yeah. i was like are we it's like did someone lose their job are we eating at a knockoff swiss chalet for a reason as i was a young kid as a young kid what did yeah. i do to deserve this <laughs> basically i was so confused it tasted good like it's good it's good food but i was just kind of like mm. uh pouty little pouty little james yeah all right um yeah so what did you think of this technical michael um so again super difficult like you know there is a lot of it like you know so they didn't have to make full puff pastry it was just rough puff but still that is like no easy task to make good puff pastry um and then yeah with the little like shoe buns and the crackling on top like um I've had a uh Saint Honoré before and um yeah it was it was delicious but it's especially when you watch them have to go through it all you're like damn that's like a lot of work and it was it was not easy. Yeah, I think um I remember that one time you and I had one from Roselle's. We had that pistachio yeah, Saint Honoré. Yeah. That was so delicious. Um yeah, I agree. I feel <laughs> I feel like if I was them on that day, I like that ice cream bomb. It would have been like, okay, like that was stressful. Like it could have melted. And then they'd be like, oh, you're making a Saint Honoré. And I'd be like, mm. <laughs> like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I'm already um, Simpson. Yeah. Like, <laughs> totally, totally. It's, uh, it's just a lot to put together. And I think everyone did a very uh, admirable job. Yeah. Um, so for the judging, first up, we had Mahati. What did you think, Michael? So she had really nice even shoe. She had um, nice crackling, um, although her puff pastry was a little bit dense. But I did think that hers had the nicest piping. Like I, I thought that right out of the gate, it 
it did kind of set the standard for this one, which is so funny because during the technical, Mahati was like so worried the whole time, right? And then <laughs> she kind of plonks it down and, and she must have looked over and been like, oh, maybe I did better than I thought. Yeah, I, I've always loved this about Mahati. Like, you know, I think she's she's a little like, I don't know. I'm going to say she's like a little younger than than the other. I don't know if she's the same age as Tanner. No, no problem. Not. No, Anyways, no. like I... I I just like I know that feeling of just being like pretty anxious about all things <laughs> like millennial anxiety for me. Um, but then like, you know, being able to like knock out something decent. So I think even sometimes Mahadi underestimates herself and yeah. and then she does really deliver. I agree. When I saw this um, as the first one, I was like, wow, like that's really, really beautiful. Yeah. Um, so I think she did a, a really good job and it was rich and buttery. It looked great. Sure. The rough puff was a little dense. Yeah. But who's not a little dense from time to time? You know, exactly. Quarantine. We're all getting a little dense. <laughs> Aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I completely agree with you. I, I kind of felt like, um, you know, even actually across the board, everyone did a really good job with their shoe. I thought was was really nice. Um, like and the the crackling, like that was kind of consistent across the board. So it really did, I think, come down to the puff pastry and the piping of the um uh shibuts cream. She boots the house down for your nerves, mama work. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, a hundred percent. Really much on the details at this point because we have such wonderful bakers um at our final week uh next up we had tanner what did you think so there was a bit of raw dough um she was a little soft yeah yeah a little a little soft and then um some waxy uh she boots you know because she what mm -hmm. she boots <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i i like and and then of course like tanner's was the one where like his his um aside from it being waxy it also just like hadn't properly set or whatever like it just didn't pipe and and it just um like it was not coming out of that bag um looking supremely nice going on to it not that it still wouldn't taste good but it was kind of one of those moments where i saw my baking bracket flash before my eyes and i was like <laughs> oh no he's probably not coming in second unless someone else had this same issue so which is what really matters about this show that, Which is that what we really get our baking backwards. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's called the Great Canadian Baking Bracket. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, you 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 said it all uh, about it. Yeah, I I think it, you know it, it was not the best. It was a little it was a little difficult. But you know, you had also said the shoe was was good all around this time. So you know, Tanner was able to to do that as well. That was really mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then last, we had Rafa Cats. Yeah. Um, so it was so interesting because it was almost like two, um, like, uh, conflicting critiques of her rough puff, where, like, from the outside, cause like, oh, this is what we're looking for, right? And then they cut it open, and then she's like, actually, it's kind of undercooked in the center. And it's like, well, how's that happen? How is it, like perfect on the outside and somehow still a little undercooked at the center not raw but just not you know quite as as um perfect but i did think that hers hers did look really nice um and it still had a bit of that kind of piping but again mahati's did kind of seal the deal yeah i think i think sometimes when like the center is a little undercooked i think that's when maybe it's too hot 
I think that's typically what happens. Um, so you don't have it in there long enough. So that could have been part of it. Um, but yeah, just like a little messier overall. Um, but over, still did it right. I mean, like the top of it when I saw it, I was like, hey, you got something good going there. But yeah. when we when we watched it, because Michael and I watched back the judging before we record. Um, when I did watch it back and I saw Mahati's first again, I was like, oh, yeah, no, that one's still cream of the crop in this yeah. case. Absolutely. All right. So then we can discuss the order. So in uh, third place, we had Tanner. Who wasn't in second. R.I.P. my bracket. <laughs> uh, in second was Rafa Cat. And then we had Mahati in first, despite the anxiety. Congratulations, mm-hmm. Mahati. Yeah, it was really good. Like, And it was nice to see her win first in a technical because she has really struggled in quite a few technicals throughout the season. Um so it was it was nice to see her kind of get that because um, in past weeks, she's kind of struggled through the technical and then had to really pull it out in the showstopper. And it was nice for her to just be able to come at the showstopper knowing like I'm doing well and now I just got to give it my all like I always do without it being like, oh, is this taking me out of the competition? Like at this point, I would say that nobody was a front runner it was still totally even dead heat by the end of the technical totally she got off the number five struggle bus and took that (laughs) subway to victoryville (laughs) yes ah yes queen i think it's an lrt Uh, though uh, maybe in this day and age (laughs) maybe in this day and age um any last thoughts about the technical uh no i thought that it was great it was um Again, really difficult, and I would love to eat another St. Honoré. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, then we can move on to the showstopper. All right, so the showstopper for the week was a treat trolley. So it was put in a bunch of bakes on a trolley, and the bakes had to include a pie, six mini cakes, eight cookies, and then six of yanwazerie, uh, which are basically uh, flake pastry uh, goods. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Michael? I thought that this was a really cool one, and and um, like it was a good final showstopper because again, it was like <laughs> this week has no chill. Um, it was kind of all through and through very difficult things for people to have to do. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that they all really succeeded. Like they're it again. You know, we know we know the winner. We know how it all turned out. But I don't necessarily think that there was anyone who was like excluded from from being in consideration by their showstopper. Right. There was no Ellie Diamond. Please step to the back of the stage. (gasps) Now is not your time. You know, there was none of that. So, yeah, no, definitely. Sorry, I can't believe you made that reference. No, you're right. Everyone, everyone ended up in a good, in a good place. There was no one who, like, early on was going to like not make it. So, so I 100% agree with you. Um, I did find it to be honest, like, for a showstopper, this one was pretty. This one was pretty tough. I would say this one was pretty. There was there was a lot going on here, and I was pretty impressed with what everyone was able to output. In fact. I was quite shocked how many people baked what would have either been a technical challenge yes. or a signature bake 
as one part of a larger showstopper. Like people baked at least two to three other challenges in this yeah. bake. So it was pretty <laughs> impressive. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, it was just uh, like the level of talent from all of these bakers and time management and everything. Like it was just um, crazy. Like it really was a, a, a showstopper, you know, that took you, took you home. So. Speaking of taking us places, Mahati was up first and she took us around the world in four bakes. <laughs> yes, she did. That was a good that was a good transition, James. I really liked it. Um, yeah, I thought that hers of all of the showstoppers looked the greatest, you know, as an mm -hmm. entire package. Um, mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that I loved the look of every single element, but I just could not get over the suitcases that she made look so and then she painted those little postcards and like just at, from above it was like absolutely beautiful like she really i think i mentioned this last week when she was piping the top of the um like aztec thingy um for the 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 crunch cake she has such an artistic flair and skill to be able to do all of this stuff freehand consistently like it's nuts um yeah that that's what i'll start with but i'll let you go yeah i was i'm gonna totally agree with you like she's done a lot of hand-painted stuff this season i didn't know she was such an artiste so i think that was wonderful and um fantastic um overall i did enjoy the theme she found a theme she made us a moment um and uh yeah i think if we get into the individual bakes i think the only thing for me which bruno also mentioned was just the madelines were probably the weakest part of that entire that entire trolley and that entire bake so that was a little that was a little off for me um, i mean but everything the, else looked pretty good yeah yeah the the madelines so like the, yeah they were slightly dry and i know that you didn't think that they exactly looked like hot air balloons like enough but her viennoiserie were burnt on the bottom they're a little overdone they're and, a little overdone you're right you know so i would i would almost put that a little lower but then i guess yes they did really love the kiwi with those so she kind of gained points back um and they weren't so burnt that it like all you were tasting was burnt yes that you i i agree with you there um, but as we were discussing, the suitcases were so joyful. I love them. Those cute little yeah, they suitcases. Were so good. They were so good. And the world map, of course, like cutting out all those continents and letting them bake into somewhat of the shape they should have baked into. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know what she could have done, though, if it all if it all went to shit, she could have been like, it's Pangea. <laughs> <laughs> she was like around the world in four days in 80 like you know 1 million bc or like 4 billion bc or whatever the right timeline for pangea is that'd be pretty <laughs> exactly, funny exactly that'd be pretty funny right um, like i i would have loved though if that like and again thankfully it didn't come to that because they all baked really perfectly and it did look really nice but hey you know sometimes you can get creative and be like what no it's the mega continent so exactly yeah. she wanted she wanted to go back to a simpler time that's what, what we could have said she wanted to take <laughs> us back to a simpler time when there exactly. was only one coronavirus um yeah we were definitely. all a single cell organism we were the coronavirus so nature <laughs> we were neighbors is healing. with the coronavirus nature, <laughs> nature is, is healing. healing we are the virus exactly uh any last thoughts on mahatis 
Uh, no, I, again, I think that as a, as a, like an overall look to everything, hers really like actually did make my jaw drop. So I, I would, I, I don't know if I give her the win for the showstopper overall. And in terms of the taste, cause again, it's also about bake and taste and you know, all of that, but for look, she wins it for me. Got it. Next up, we had Rafa Cat with her sweet wedding dreams treat trolley. That is a mouthful. Try saying that a bajillion yeah, times. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I didn't have to. I'm glad you're hosting this week. <laughs> Peace and love. Uh, what did you think, Michael? Um, elegance. Um, yeah, I thought that her Battenberg was one of the strongest things in, in hers. Like, I thought that mm-hmm. that was like a tight good Battenberg like you know there have been again like you said some people baked individual elements that have been previous challenges on the show and she was just like this is just one of the components and she did it better than some of the bakers did in previous seasons on some of this so I thought that that was incredible yeah you got it. Like, so, so, you know, the ask for the viennoiserie was like pretty, you know, that's also has been, I think, a, a signature in the past. So everyone had to be challenged with that. But to then choose to do a Battenberg, which like people have failed at doing. I think you and I remember those that season, you know, the loose yeah. wraps, let's just say, around the yeah. Battenberg. Um, and it was so clean and beautiful. I, I really, really loved it. Um yeah, and and then she also made like a very amazing strawberry and ginger mousse pie, and like the mousse was holding; it wasn't too wet, as we saw last week with some of the entremets. Yeah. Um, it was just wonderful to to really see. Yeah, that that pie was to perfection. Exactly, a good crust, a good crunch, some good flavors. Ooh, crunch! Yeah. Um, she did have a little bit of trouble with her viennoiseries. It didn't; they didn't seem to rise as much. I think they yeah, were a little her, flat. Her her um, her jesuite had some drier layers in them. So yeah, yeah. But you know, it's too bad because she was just baking a perfect Battenberg. I guess she ran out of time. Or yeah. Something oh, to focus. oh, God! Right. I know that easy, easy thing. <laughs> that Battenberg. It was like that was textbook perfection Battenberg and the fact that it had that bounce too was was really great and her her macaron were so good um and oh you know uh, I'm trying to think of what is normally in between macaron I don't think it is normally jam is that correct it normally is not jam and this is where I got a little I got a little confused like I wasn't I couldn't tell if she was trying to make macarons or if she actually made macaroons that were filled with jam well it looked like a macaron right yeah it looked like a little sandwich yeah yeah and then it had jam in it and to me that makes the appeal of a macaron much more because sometimes i find they're just like almond flavored air you know (laughs) and having the jam would i think really elevate the flavor of it so i i really liked i was i was i was there Got it. Well, you know, your family is British, so I can see how you're like, we're going to we're going to make it more like an empire biscuit. We're going to take that. We're going to take <laughs> yes. a little Anglo here and make it yes. <laughs> put some yes. jam in it. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, anything else about Rafa Katz? I mean, overall it was beautiful yeah. and, and, and wonderful. But yeah. No, I thought that hers was really, really great. I, um, You know, I, it 
it did have an overhaul an overall like cohesion and again she kind of talked about the colors that she wanted and they were present throughout it also definitely had showstopper to it but it didn't have that exact same level in terms of the look that Mm. mahati's that kind of absolutely wowed me but the technical skills that were on display here and the precision and perfection is what i think pushed this to the top yeah there was one point when she presented it i think one of them she presented um i forget what maybe it was the macarons on the gold plate and for a second i thought like she had made an also made a gold cake and i was like what what did you do and then i realized it was just the plate um but yeah, so I see what you mean, because I, I, I think maybe mentally I was like, oh, of course she would do that. She'd probably just throw a gold cake in there for fun and like really tie it all together. <laughs> just for fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. Last up, uh, we had Tanner with his symphony of berries because he wanted to show off, um, not show off, sorry. He wanted to tell a story to us about his love of music, uh, as we've seen in the clips where he plays, he plays the violin, I think. Yes, yes. Yes. Um. I, when you were just saying his love of music, I forgot about the uh, the violin, which makes total sense. That all ties in. And in my mind, I was like, you know, like Friday nights at that gay club in Winnipeg, just dancing to Lady Gaga. <laughs> I, I thought really I, I knew you that. were going to be like, I was like, he means like classical music. But I saw I thought maybe in your head you're like, you're like, girl, we all love music. You don't have to make a bake about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then again, because then we all got going, Spotify accounts. <laughs> exactly. um, so, yeah, I, I you know. Once they showed, because I totally forgot, because in the very, very, very first episode, they showed him playing the the violin. Yeah. Um, and then they did again here. So it all tied in. I was, oh, yes, of course, this this makes total sense. Um, but at first it was like, yeah, who, who doesn't like music? But anyway, to the <laughs> bake. Um, so we started with an opera cake. And I thought that... <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's just so funny that that's where you're like we all love music i love music too i don't go on baking show to talk about it <laughs> so yeah so we started off with an opera cake and um it was like really nice and even although the critique from bruno was that the, so he chose blackberry for his his berry in it and that it wasn't strong enough bruno didn't think that that was the right berry choice um which i've never had a blackberry opera cake so i I couldn't speak to that i find generally berries oh uh, this is gonna probably sound ignorant and like people probably like slam like i actually find berries don't really have that much flavor generally do you know what i mean like there's like there's like hints of flavor in them but they usually are picking up against the sugar that they're cooked in or sometimes like the custard the or the syrup. Darker berries. Yeah, like I find blueberries like there's a flavor to them, but it's not like when you think about fruit flavors, it is nothing compared to like citrus or apples. Like those have very strong, distinct flavors. I find berries like blueberries, strawberries. They all kind of blend together a little bit, and blackberries oh, okay. certainly are like whatever what see that's where that's where i would differ i could understand if you're talking on the the darker berry you know um kind of spectrum but strawberries absolutely have a strong flavor and so do raspberries blueberries you know if you have a lot of them you can you can kind of taste it but i would not say that apples contain more flavor than like a strawberry 
What? I yeah. think apples have a much more distinct, like, I, like it's not about more flavor. It's like the distinct flavor. Like when you have an apple, you have an apple. Like if you gave me a bowl of strawberries and blueberries and just mix them together, and I like just started eating them blindfolded with a spoon, I could probably tell you, but it it wouldn't be like, oh, that's a like you know. It's, I don't know, that's my opinion. That's my Maybe opinion. Maybe you're eating bad strawberries. You just need to eat more flavorful strawberries. Well, it's hard to get good strawberries some days. That um, is because, very true. That is very true. Because they often take on all the water, right? And so they're usually so giant and diluted. They don't taste like anything. That's probably the problem. Mm. When I think strawberry, all I think is like strawberry ice cream, which is like a manufactured flavor, uh, right? Yeah, but that is also so good sometimes too. Um, but yeah, okay, this summer, I'm going to bring you some strawberries from my balcony, so. Oh, yeah, she grown some berries. Yeah, because the, uh, they... That there there is a flavor in strawberries. Anyway, we're we're going way off from opera cake, but um, yeah. Uh, then he had his his whirls, and I thought yes. that those were really great. I love the whirls. I wanted to eat them. Of all the things on this on the trolley, if he was rolling it by on like a train, I'd be like, I want those, please. Yeah, they were yeah. look. They look so great. Yeah, I love them. Yeah, they were really, really nice looking. Um, although I also really liked the look of his Danish because I just I really love Danish like so much. So I I also really wanted to eat those. Yeah. And then to wrap it all, like I really like the design of the pie. I thought it was cute, like the notes and the and the staff on top. I thought it was really cute. So I would say overall, um, a good set of bakes um, and very good use of berries. They really loved the flavor of the pie, like really, really loved it. And so I think that that, you know, also helped to kind of elevate it. And yes, a, a, a good use of berries. Like uh, I found that some of Tanner's stuff maybe was just not overbaked, but just went a little beyond golden brown. Like, you know, that just like slightly um, there was a bit of that on on some of his bakes that I think would be the only points I would take away from it. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Like sometimes it goes from golden brown to be like maybe what's golden brown in Florida because they get so much sun. You know, it's just a little <laughs> bit more tinted than than the rest of the world. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right. So I guess that wraps it up for the showstopper. And of course, with the wonderful showstopper that she made, uh, we found out who the winner of the season of GCBS is. Michael, who won? It was Rafa Cat, and it was Yay! so well deserved. Yeah, it was. It was amazing, and you know, there's just been something about her all season that has endeared you to her. Like the bakes she's done have been so precise, and you know what, like. When she won, like, did, like, did that not melt your heart? Did you not tear up? Like, she was, like, freaking out and everybody runs over and they're hugging her. And she's just kind of, like, you know, incredulous that she's won. Like, I, I just thought it was so sweet. And then Bruno's crying, talking to her because she's, like, so effusive, thanking him. Like, oh, my God, I just thought it was so nice. Like, that was that was the little moment of joy I needed today. Definitely. It was such a wonderful moment. And, 
you know, it was also nice to see Rafa Cat bring so much joy into our lives through her baking. Because as we said, like she really puts her heart into her baking. So I think she fully deserved this win. And you know what? Especially during these Corona times, it was actually really nice to see them hug each other. Yes. Like to watch them all be able to hug each other and congratulate and, you know, hug in a circle. And and I was like, oh, like I, I just need to live through that right now, like vicariously yeah. through that, because I want to share that warmth again. So it was just so nice for uh, the win GCBS and, and her to be able to just give us a little bit of that right now. Um, very well deserved, much deserved and wonderful to see. Mm, absolutely. I, I, You know what? I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And like you're saying, celebrating with people kind of I think that was a part of it. Like it was just so nice to see her celebrating them all celebrating her and to be able to be like close to do it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I haven't celebrated anything with anybody in person like in forever. So um it gave me a little a little uh, hint of what I'm going to look forward to or what we can all look forward to. Yes. One one day, hopefully soon. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but speaking of which, shall we review our baking brackets? Yes, let's. So we can start off with who we I mean, we both said Rafa Cat <clears throat> was going to win. So we got yeah. those points. We got them points. Yeah. Um, but who did you say would be second in the technical, Michael? <gasps> oh, my God. Did you? I think you got it. I did. I said Rafi. I was going to be second in the technical. Oh my god! Yay! <laughs> I literally exactly. thought it was Tanner. And when I was watching, I was like, "Damn it!" Like, yay! Ooh, that's so fun. Look at that, Rafi Cat, bringing you more joy. More joy. Thanks, Surprise Rafa joy. Um, <laughs> I had said Tanner for second, though. So that's so I didn't where I was get getting it. confused. So. You're like, I got confused. I thought I was wrong, but actually, no, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, I got anxious for you. So thank you very much. Michael's very empathetic. He's an empath. Um, so where does that take us overall? Do you are you keeping tally? Um, no, I was just kind of going week by week. But I mean, um, I'm pretty sure that you had like uh, four points and I had like. Hold on. If I look at last week's, I think I'll be able to. Fancy Drum Drum rolls. And wait, and then last week, Tanner came second. I think we tied. I was gonna say I think we tied. I think we tied because last week I guess Tanner would be second in the technical, and he was. But I also said he would be Star Baker, and he was not. Nope, he was not. It was Rafa Cat. Um, and then yeah, this week with the extra point, so I believe that we tied. Wonderful. I think another great way to end the season: Rafa Cat winning, James and Michael tying. What a wonderful way! What a yeah. wonderful way. I know yeah. it was so it was so fun. It was so nice to get to do this again. Um, we are trying with no guarantees to maybe come with a surprise um, bonus mm, yeah. after this, but we cannot confirm anything yet. But hopefully you will hear us at least once more 
um, before season five, <laughs> you know, in, in the, uh, you know, denouement of season four. But um, yeah, this has just been such a fun season. It's been a little different because normally James and I would get together in person, kiki, have some bubbles, like, you know, yeah. and it would just be a, a gay old time. And um, this time it's been, you know, recording separately but but still trying to have that same in-person feel and i do think that we really delivered that yeah i think so i think um you know luckily we're doing this almost a year in when we started so i think both of us were used to like <laughs> doing things completely remotely um and uh you know it's always a good time with you michael so i think it's it's easy to deliver a positive experience <laughs> absolutely well, um, you know, even though uh, the show may be over and we're starting to wrap our season, um, and if we get that surprise, uh, and in order to know, actually, uh, if we're able to deliver that surprise, please follow us on our socials, um, on Instagram at GCBS Podcast, also on Twitter at GCBS Podcast. This podcast is listed, listed sorry, on major podcasting services like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, I think it's on the Google podcast as well. It's literally anywhere you can get it. Yeah. Yeah. We've we've got it. So it's there. So like, subscribe and comment if you'd like. We got two comments this season. And I think that's the most comments we've ever gotten, right? Uh, reviews, you mean. Reviews. Sorry. Yeah. Reviews. I mean, I think we have like, you know, five or six reviews in total, um, but mm -hmm. we just never actively kept track of them until this <laughs> season. Um but yeah, no, so that and um, yeah, like we've had some really fun interactions just on, on Instagram, which has been really nice. And um, yeah, like it's it's kind of crazy. It feels like this went so fast, didn't it? It did. I think when we first started that what, that first episode, we were like, oh, my gosh, there's so many of them. You know, like uh, it's you know, we were talking about the same thing. It's hard to get to know them all. And we had to like producing this podcast was like or recording it rather was like going through that episode like eight times just to oh catch everyone. God, yeah. yeah. But yeah, somehow suddenly we're at the end. Um, I know. So you're right. It has gone by quite quickly. It has gone by and, quite quickly. You know, I would also like to extend a thanks not only to all of the bakers for a terrific season and your talents and everything there, but for the crew for filming this new season during COVID and having to do all mm. of those extra COVID protocols and the tests and they're wearing masks like, all day for probably like these 12 hour 14 hour days and you're just like you know that cannot have been easy but you brought everybody a really fun season i think the best of the show so far well definitely i think even in terms of talent for example like we just saw really excellent bakers get to really do their thing week after week after week and honestly if it weren't like if it weren't obviously a pandemic like and you somehow woke up and did not know it was a pandemic and watched this, you wouldn't be able to tell. So you're right, Michael, like complete yeah. kudos to the crew and production. It was a wonderful season and it brought something really important, I think, um, during these times. Yeah, I totally agree. I think I think uh, the last thing I'll say there is that when you were saying about how if you didn't know that there was a pandemic and then you watched it separately, you wouldn't be able to tell. I noticed that when they said that they couldn't have their friends and family there, they did not mention COVID. They said, unfortunately, you know, 
that isn't possible right now. So even if you did go back and you were watching it out of order, if you didn't explicitly know this was the COVID season, I don't think they ever say the word COVID. And I'm pretty sure that was probably a conscious decision not to associate it with the show at all. Oh, 100%. I don't think anyone, like, if this is on Netflix, which it will be, rather, like, three years from now, you don't, <laughs> let's just pretend it didn't. Let's just pretend it didn't. Um, yeah. And you know what? You've said this. It was actually, I mean, I'm sure for them it would have been nice to win with their family, but I'm sure they were all, like, quarantined together. They all had to, like, stay in that tent together. There was something nice about how intimate that win was and to yeah. be supported by your community that you formed there and those friendships when you won. So. Yeah, I think there's something very nice about this season and it will be a special season because of that. Well, here's hoping <laughs> here's hoping y'all. Look. Anyway, let's not even go there. <laughs> I I um also kind of did enjoy that because normally they'd film it in the summer. So it would be like, a, you know, early evening, like, you know, but, it, but it's still very light out in the summer. I kind of liked that it was like dark out like a, a 6 p.m. like in like September or something that kind of yeah. it kind of made it like that. Like you're saying that intimate feel. I actually really liked the the look of that and it, it kind of it, it was fun I, I really enjoyed it it's like the evening it's like the nighttime of a fall outdoor wedding which is always yes. so nice because the fairy lights are out and the and the and the wedding's winding down and it's kind of peaceful and then they can like bake things without worrying about them melting which is i think just like so much easier because toronto summers are disgusting so mm -hmm. maybe this is a blessing in disguise though it means we watch it probably in February versus um, in the fall, which we're accustomed to. Yeah, I mean, I don't know with this new season for season five, I imagine they probably won't air two seasons in the same calendar year, right? Yeah, probably and I don't, and, you know, well, and with the state of the world right now, just like it probably makes more sense for them to wait until the fall to start production anyway. If they, you know, there's a bet, right? If you want to do it more normally, yeah. you probably want to wait till September. Yeah. Good point. Good point. So, yeah. Nancy Drew, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> um, anyways, thanks again, everyone, for listening this season. Thanks again for coming on this journey with us um, along this show. Um, yeah, if we have a surprise, we'll be back. But otherwise, we'll see you for season five. Yeah, the cooling rack will return. Exactly. All right. Thanks a lot, everyone. And take care. Goodbye. Bye. The Cooling Rack is a Messenger Bag Media podcast. For more on how Messenger Bag Media could be your business's one-stop media shop, visit messengerbagmedia.ca.